0: Up world, pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week, Wednesday at six PM, to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. In today's show, we're going to talk about the Blazers' coaching search. Some new names have emerged. I want to run through the list of candidates as reported by the Athletics Shams Charania the front runner for the job likely hasn't changed but the anatomy of the blazers coaching search is starting to take shape as we learn some more names so that's what we'll uh that's what we'll talk about here today we were going to jump off this episode with uh, the beginning of our season rewind looking back at every player on the blazers roster what they performed what they did last season what they are likely to be on next year's roster or if they'll be around at all kind of our season review and then look ahead we're still going to do that but as as news comes out uh, i think it's more valuable to just look at the news in real time these, you know, I'm do five five of these shows a week. We'll get there, and we've got a long off season to get there. But for now, those are on hold. They're likely coming. We'll likely kick those off Wednesday, uh, based on based on the uh, timeline I have right now. Could be pushed back a little bit or moved up a little bit depending on uh, some interviews I'm trying to lock down for next week. But if you are really excited for the season, look ahead uh, or the season rewind, and then the look ahead, that's that's coming this week. We're going to run through everyone on the roster. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a good way to kind of think about what happened this year and prep yourself for an offseason as you're kind of thinking how the Blazers should retool. But the biggest question about how this team retools in a lot of ways is who coaches them. <laughs> Actually, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I don't believe that. The biggest question about how this team retools is who's on the roster because players play. But one of the major questions is who's going to coach those players that once they're on the roster. And we have some new names emerging according to the Athletics' Shams Tarania. The Blazers are going to interview... Chauncey Billups, assistant coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, that name keeps floating around absolutely still the top choice based on based on the reporting that's out there. We'll circle back to Billups and his candidacy in a moment, but there are some other names that are intriguing names that are, that are emerging, according to the reporting by Trania. Uh Becky Hammond, assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs, expected to interview with both the San both the San Antonio Spurs, both the Portland Trailblazers and the Orlando Magic for their head coaching vacancies. Don Staley, a longtime college basketball coach, uh, is is expected to interview for the Blazers' job or at least draw interest, as lo- along with Brent Berry, who works in the San Antonio Spurs front office, and Mike D'Antoni's name is still floating around there as well. So I want to spend a a sort of a brief moment looking into all these candidates. Um, I think there is this sort of strange thing out there that suggests that uh, Portland's Political makeup makes them the ideal landing spot for the first female head coach in the NBA, and while that may be true, I find it insulting. Um, it it's, it seems like the it seems like the wrong direction to head into this coaching this coaching search, or to or quite frankly, it feels like the uh, kind of a gross way to talk about people as qualified as Becky Hammond and Don Staley. And let me elaborate there a little bit. Becky Hammond has a distinguished playing career in the WNBA. She was named one of the 15 greatest WNBA players of all time. Uh, she's been an assistant at the NBA level for, for seven seasons after joining the San Antonio Spurs bench in 2014. She's supremely qualified for this job. You know, an all time great play, professional basketball player in this country and a, and someone who's you know been coaching at this level for a long time. That's like, that is the makeup or the like resume of a really qualified assistant coach kind of regardless like doesn't it does the resume doesn't need a ton of context uh you don't you don't need to put it anywhere else like six-time all-star 15 years playing at the highest professional level in the world uh you know and uh, nearly a decade of coaching experience in the nba like that that's exactly the type of um if you're turning in a resume for i want to be an nba head coach that seems pretty good uh don staley you know a three-time uh gold medalist with the, with the United States women's national team, carried the U.S. flag in 2004. You talk about sort of a, someone trusted with a leadership position and has coached at the college level for for two decades and is a multi-time national coach of the year, including a national championship in 2017 with the South Carolina Gamecocks. Again, an incredibly impressive resume in all these things. And so I think the the saying, the you know, the market fits these hires, while it might be true, and there's like, there's some, some undeniable truth to that, what actually is like the real way we should talk about this is these people are, are exactly the type of deserving candidates that deserve the job. Like, like this isn't about market makeup or, or, or political leanings of the fan base or whether they'd be receptive to what a certain coach looks like. Screw that. These are people who, like, the. we should be talking about these coaches in, on sort of the merits they deserve. And I, I don't think people are not doing that when they talk about the market. But when, when people talk about, like, the Portland market first being ready for a, the first female head coach, it strikes me as backwards because... Um, what Portland is ready for is a qualified coach to take this position. And Don Staley is one of the best coaches in America, uh, c- continues to prove it at a really high level and an all time great basketball player. And Becky Hammond is as qualified as anyone who's on a bench in the league, right? Like anyone who any assistant in the league, basically. She's she's has this better bona fides than they do. I mean, I know I'm sort of setting up a straw man to to light him on fire, but what I mean here is just like um, there's something that rubs me the wrong way about like um, a a liberal-leaning community being ready for a woman head coach to lead their basketball team when I think it should be in the other direction. These people have the qualifications to lead a team and they're ready to do it. Uh, Their qualifications should not depend on the market's acceptance. I think it is undeniably good news that uh, women are being considered for head coaching jobs in the league. Um, It's also notable that the bar to be qualified or be considered to get an interview as a woman for a head coaching job in the league is pretty dang high. You're talking one of the greatest WNBA players of all time and either two decades of head coaching experience at the collegiate level with a ton of success to back it up or seven years coaching experience in the NBA. So I just want to caution when we're talking about uh, coaching qualifications, not that the the Portland is ready to embrace a female head coach, but a female head coach is ready to lead the, lead this team because they're qualified, and it, who gives a shit about the market? The hire should be about the ability to do the job, not the ability to please um, a certain type of liberal in a certain f- Northwestern outpost, like... Uh, these people are capable and they might please that type of certain liberal, but it doesn't, it just, um, it strikes me as the wrong direction to talk about qualifications for a head coaching job. So I really, I wanted to spend the first little bit talking about this uh, same caveats apply to Don Staley and uh, Becky Hammond as they would to anyone. And I, I've said this again and I'll say it here to close this segment is I don't know what a good NBA coach looks like there are some basketball stuff like Don Staley seems like an incredible leader uh, I've seen some of her the ESPN did some sort of like inside South Carolina videos that I've, I've been watching actually the, the, this very morning and like Don Staley has an incredible command of people like an incredibly impressive command of people and and obviously a ton of success at that level but there is there are layers beyond that that I like I there are just unknowable there are some ego management stuff and timeout and, and strategy management at the NBA that's like a jump that that even if you have a really good idea i i have a from my vantage point i i'd have no way to say oh yeah incredible leader you know and obvious genius basketball mind but like can you massage egos in the locker room that's a different skill that i i can't um I, I don't know that I can view from here and really make a, a call on uh, Becky Hammond obviously a lot of time around the league um, so probably understands the the sort of um, the CEO and, and personality management part of, of being a coach um, pretty darn well right but I think there's a big difference from like what you do as an assistant coach to what you do as a head coach. Like Becky Hammond was there for the Kawhi Leonard fallout and all that stuff. Like um, she definitely saw firsthand the challenges of that. And I'm I'm sure that gives uh, her a leg up in terms of how how to manage superstars in the NBA world. But, um, you know, a, a firsthand view is, like I said, like the obvious qualifications the resume jumps, jumps off the page, right? You know that it, you know that it fits. Uh, But I, 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 I like, like anyone, like any other coach in the league, I've said this about basically every assistant coach we've talked about here. It's like, I, I don't know until they've done it. It's hard to know. Um, From my vantage point, all I can say is, yeah, this resume checks out. And for, for Hammond and Don Staley, these resumes are, you know, as, as good as you could possibly get Uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of success and basketball knowledge um, and, and all of those things. Uh, the sort of, the soft stuff when it comes to um, to managing a team and the, the sort of jump to strategy at the next level when you're the lead decision maker that's hard to know. But are these are are Don Staley and Becky Hammond qualified? Yeah, yeah, yes. Look at the resume. <laughs> read the read the Wikipedia page if you don't have access to a resume. Um, it's uh, you can check out those videos that that are posted. I believe they're available on YouTube. Uh, from the Don Staley talking to uh, the South Carolina team. Really, really impressive. It's just you know same caveat. It's hard to know hard to know what uh, an NBA head coach an NBA head coaching job is just different from those th- from the other roles. It's there's more there's more to it and there's sort of some unknowable stuff. So uh, it would be you know in terms of certainly qualified certainly capable, but um, you know sort of predicting deepest success beyond that is kind of impossible because it's hard to know how it all works from there. Uh, same caveats with literally everyone who who we haven't uh, observed coaching in the league is that from from here. I don't know. I can make some assumptions. I bet Don Staley would be a pretty good coach. I bet Becky Hammond would be a pretty darn good coach, too. Uh, but like I said, I want to want to offer the same caveats that I've given to every single assistant coach we've discussed in this space. Uh, some more thoughts on the coaching search. Uh, we'll share that in the second segment. But first, let's talk about Indeed. If you are hiring for your company or you're just trying to make a short list of quality candidates, what you need is a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, because you can post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Just the best tasting protein bar in the market. That's all it is. you You're not going to find a better one, so don't go searching for it. Just go to BuiltBar.com and get yourself some right now. Uh, if you're like me, your favorite flavor is peanut, peanut butter brownie. But you might not be like me. You might just... uh enjoy my podcasting stylings and have a totally different flavor palette, but that's, that's okay because there's eight other flavors available. Plus some occasional part-time flavors at BuiltBar.com. So there's something for everybody, whether you're into those fruit flavors like cherry or raspberry, or if you want to go even chocolate or chocolatey with double chocolate, uh, they all, they're all great. They've got all covered in 100% chocolate, all have that candy bar-like texture. Plus, they have at least 17 grams of proteins and no more than five grams of net carbs. They're good and good for you. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right. So we talked about the coaching candidacies of Becky Hammond and Dawn Staley, uh, both really impressive resume, resumes. Both obviously capable of, of coaching at this level. Uh, I think it's I think it's good news, period, that women are getting um, interviews for head coaching positions. It's it's good news, period. Whether that happens this year will be uh, we'll figure out. You know, we'll we'll it, it'll be something to be celebrated if it happens this year. If it doesn't happen this year, step one is consistently having qualified women, women who are obviously qualified and meet you know have the exact same qualifications as as their male counterparts. They get the interviews. That's what we should be celebrating, right? And uh, and it's someone has to be the first. Let's let's hope Becky Hammond, who's who's obviously been groomed to be the first female head coach in the league, gets that job. Kick kicks down that door and makes it normal to hire the best basketball mind to lead your basketball team, regardless of what they may look like. There are some other names, however, associated with the Blazers head coaching position. Uh, we've talked about Mike D'Antoni. If you missed it, it's post- a show that posted on Friday. Uh, I The second segment, uh, most of the first half of the show is all about D'Antoni's candidacy. Uh, Cliff Notes version. I think it would be pretty good. Um, I think there's some misconceptions about what he's like as a coach, but I, I point you there. Uh, listen to it's, it's called, uh, Mike D'Antoni's interested in the Blazers coaching position. You'll, you'll find it. It's, it's in your podcast feed. If you're listening to this one, you can find the last one. Um, the other name that's floating around there, uh, or the other new name that seems to be floating around there, is Brent Barry. Uh, I thought Brent Barry had been reported by Adrian Wojnarowski when the when the news first dropped, but I guess his na- his name wasn't in there, so maybe I just made that up. Uh, but but I guess this is the first time Brent Barry has been has been mentioned with the Blazers. Um, you know, he's he's someone who's very well respected in NBA circles. Uh, he's 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 you know Oregon State Beaver. I've I've crossed paths with him with him a few times in my time around the Blazers. Really nice dude. Really, really sharp basketball mind. Just like chatting with him. Uh, I remember he covered the uh, Blazers... Grizzlies playoff matchup for TNT and I remember just chatting with him about uh, the game itself and he was really really sharp on sort of like hey I think they should put this guy in the weak side corner and not this guy because the way that they help off Myers Leonard is not the same way they help off uh, Nick Batum it was it was um, he's he's really just a really really sharp mind obviously well respected he's the vice president basketball operations for the Spurs he's held that title since 2018 he's been rumored to be uh, get some GM positions I believe he was interviewed for the uh, for the Detroit Pistons. Pistons open front office position to lead to lead the Pistons rebuild and, and ended up staying with the Spurs. So really well respected. Again, this is like the same thing, same same caveats like, you know, Brent Barry, really high level basketball player, uh, you know, not like a multi time all star, multi time Olymp- Olympian gold medalist, but a, a good a good NBA player for a long time, won championships, um, you know, is is clearly capable of doing this. I have no idea what he'd be like as a head coach. Same with same with anyone. It's like I even less data. Like we Don Staley, you can like watch how she coaches and how she leads and and kind of her leadership style. Uh, Becky Hammond, you know, been on the bench and doing it for a while. Brent Barry is like even more of an unknown, right? Like obviously NBA playing career and all that, et cetera, et cetera. But in terms of you know, has not coached in the league before. It's impossible to know what he would be like. But but in my like brief you know in chit chatting with him, uh, you know at inside the Rose Garden and inside uh, FedEx Forum, obviously a smart dude. Like a, um, a a people who work in NBA front offices know a shit ton about basketball. Um, and he is he is no different. The other names that uh, were in the Shams Trani reports, or the other the last name that we haven't covered is in the Shams, Shams Trani Report. We've already spoke about him briefly. He seems to be consistently the front runner is Chauncey Billups currently uh, an assistant coach with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, The Blazers have been linked to him since basically the beginning of this, of this search becoming public. Uh, It was the first name that was, it was one of the first names that was out there along with Mike D'Antoni when, when Woj first reported Stotz's firing. So it's clearly that Chauncey was on the short lips list from the beginning. When Jason Quick and Sean Strani of The Athletic published a story about uh, the coaching search that included quotes from Damian Lillard, he said that uh, Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups were his preferred uh, choices. And the reporting in that story, although that um, that has kind of gone away, that information is a little bit has been buried a little bit. But that the, that initial story um, suggested that uh, Jason Kidd was Dame's first choice and Chauncey Billups was management's first choice. There's no reason to believe that hasn't changed. Um, I think Chauncey's the guy. Uh, Mark Stein has reported. Of or the New York Times that Chauncey's the guy. My just sort of like time around the team um, suggests that if um, Neil usually rolls with his first choice, so if, if Chauncey is his first choice, then um, there's no reason to believe. Um, he won't be, you know, I think the thing that would stop Chauncey Billups from getting the job here would be him getting a job somewhere else. Uh, it seems like the Blazers want to hire him and it seems like he is uh, primed to take that next step forward. That said, um, and I, I spoke about this previously, uh, I don't want to sort of belabor this every time we bring Chauncey Billups' name up, but it deserves to be, it, it, it has to be said, is that uh, in 1997 he was accused of rape and settled the course the, that case out of court. Um, I you know, I've read the details. They're pretty harrowing. You can read the details too. It's available on uh, in the Los Angeles Times, and just like search for it on the internet if you're curious too. I'm not going to detail them here for out of respect for people um, survivors of of domestic abuse and rape. Uh, it's here's the thing: when you're hiring a head coach, you can choose to cast a wider, less problematic net. You do not have to hire someone with a problematic past, and then talk about how they've overcome it, or was or was this thing when they were young, or all these things. Like you don't, it doesn't. You don't need to do that. You don't. We you don't need to. Um, we don't need to litigate whether that was far enough in the past such that it is uh, not important. You just cast a wide enough net that people with this problematic past do not ha- do not show up in your coaching search. Do not end up as the leader of your franchise. Seems like the Blazers are doing that uh, with with. Hammond and Staley and Brent Berry and Mike D'Antoni, like people, um, p- people without these problematic paths. Like to me, that's, this is the solution, right? It's not um, some sort of d- decision on whether we believe in reformation or second chances. The, the, the decision is simple. you, you simply hire candidates that do not have a problematic past that needs to be debated or litigated or relitigated or anything like that. You simply there are there are names on these uh, Blazers coaching lists that that we will not need to dig up a uh, problematic past and 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 try defend or uh, decide that they are like an exclusionary uh event we you can just have people that aren't on that list i think that's simple as enough and i'll leave it there with chauncey i like any other assistant coach i have no idea what he'd be like as a head coach um obviously the resume speaks for itself a hall of fame level basketball player and a dude who's been you know who's coaching a a high level playoff team in the the league um but the his his past is is part of is part of the resume the way anyone else's is so uh we don't i'm not going to shy away from that here uh i'm going to I'm not going to probably, we're not going to probably go do this uh, review every single time Chauncey Billups' names come up. I've I've done it twice here on the podcast. I've said my piece. Don't hire people with problematic past. That's the decision. You get to choose when you are making this coaching decision. You are not hemmed into making, uh, making specific hires. You get to decide. And the Blazers have a wide enough list that they don't have to make this decision, although I do believe this is where it will end up ultimately. All right. In the third segment, let's come back and uh, talk about some dates to know the Blazers or the Blazers. The NBA has announced its dates, begin dates for next season, some dates to know as we head into the summer and head towards next season. We will look at those quickly to close out the show. But first, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. It's just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You want to bet on who's going to be the Blazers' next head coach, they got odds waiting for you over there at BetOnline.ag. And right now, the betting favorite is Chauncey Billups. As I mentioned, I think it so do the good folks who make the odds at BetOnline.ag. But if you don't want to bet on the Blazers' coaching search, there's also – WNBA and Major League Baseball regular season, the NHL playoffs, uh, obviously the NBA playoffs still rolling along. So whatever it is, check it out over at betonline.ag. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you're making your first deposit and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. We talked about the Blazers' coaching candidates. Uh, pretty much everyone on the list, I think, is is capable of doing a good job. Um, a lot of people have asked me kind of what my what my preference is. That's why I kind of say I don't know. I kind of think my preference is because it's like the most known candidate. Candidate is Mike D'Antoni. Um, but uh, you know, it would be fun to see some some new. I don't know. Some some new blood get in there. Some people get their first coaching opportunities. I don't know if that's the best choice for the Blazers. I think maybe hiring hiring a veteran head coach um, because of what their goals are in the short term could be could be valuable. Obviously, D'Antoni has, has been a really high level coach, and people will say he's not a championship coach. Well, I to that I say just wait until the first week of July. We'll find out if he's a championship coach or not. Uh, I think you know I. My opinion doesn't really matter. I feel like on this stuff because, like I said, I just don't know. I don't like. I don't. I don't have a great way of knowing what people will be like when they get moved up into the big chair. I think Becky Hammond is totally capable and would be. And I'm excited for her to get a shot somewhere in the league. I hope she does get one this summer. Uh, Don Staley is has my seal of approval for for coach and incredible leader. Uh, longtime listener uh, Sir Weezy uh, said that. Th- uh, Weezy said they got to uh, check out Don Staley speak uh, in in South Carolina and was super impressed, blown away just by sort of public speaking ability, and that's my perception of Staley too. Just like an incredible, just like real, you know, the word I've been using for this player search is gravitas and. Uh, Don Staley appears to have that in spades. Brent Berry, I have no idea, but a uh, really sharp mind. And like I said, uh, Mike D'Antoni is like he seems like if 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 you want to hire a vet who can help this team go from point A to point B, he seems like a really similar kind of deal to Terry Stotts, although he's just um, he just has a a a longer and and larger track record of success um, deeper into the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. He's, he's an, he's a hall of fame coach. Um, So I I guess he's my pick. Like a lot of you have asked me who's my pick. I don't know. Like, I know this is kind of like whack to, to end up here, but it's like, I don't, I don't know if I have one or if it matters. Uh, I will lean D'Antoni as of right now, because of the specifics, the situation the Blazers are in, and kind of what I think, what type of coach, like someone with a shiny resume, would like a would most appeal to Dame or whatever? And because I'm curious, what Damian Lillard plus D'Antoni would look like? Because he's been really good with point guards. So um, shout out to Chris Duhan. So uh, shout out to Raymond Felton too. Go to Tar Heels but that's enough coach talk today. You got 25 minutes of coach talk and we're going to do more of it as 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 reporting continues to roll out and the Blazers get closer to hiring a coach and what that might look like. But uh what we do know is when the season is going to start up, the the NBA is going back to its October to June schedule, which is somewhat surprising to me, and the dates you need to know. Early August you're going to get your summer league uh back in there usually would be the first week of july it's basically just pushed a month back due to the to the nba finals basically being pushed a month back but full summer league all 30 teams in vegas uh you know i i don't know if, if you've been to summer league it's 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 a ton of fun the entire nba particularly that first weekend of the summer league like the entire nba is in vegas and that's um can be really fun you'll be you know just like riding a random uh uh elevator in a hotel and you'll be in there with like Danny Ainge and the entire uh Memphis Grizzlies analytics department or something like that it's um like literally the whole league is there for for four days and I, I that's always a ton of fun but uh after so we're gonna get summer league in July um or excuse me summer league first week of August no longer in July and then training camp's gonna start September 28th um that's that is I would say like a right basically normal like we're back at normal uh the regular season night one of the regular season is going to start october 19th maybe five years ago maybe a little bit longer now the nba had traditionally started all of its uh regular season started like on halloween november 1st uh, but they bumped it up into that third week of october sometimes early as october 15th but mostly around like october 20th depending on kind of when uh when the weekends land in october but uh this is normal. And I think this is basically for teams that make the finals about the same amount of layoff as, as they got in the bubble year. Um, that's to me, that's not great. That seems bad. Um, I think there's enough evidence, as as my friend and friend of the show, Katie Katie Heindel, wrote in in Dime not too long ago at eprox.com about just a, a massive uptick in soft tissue injuries uh, this season, and it, and it's only gotten worse since she published that piece. Uh, it's I I thought the when I was talking about this with a friend. Um, We were guessing it was like maybe they'll just bump back the regular season like a week and it'll start like, you know, November 10th and they'll try to get into like a normal schedule from there. But what it looks like is they're just going to try to start this, start the season on time. If you make the NBA finals, you do not get a ton of time off yet again. Um, Bad news, don't love it, but at least the regular season won't be as condensed. It runs from October 19th until uh, April 14th. So that'll be, that's basically normal. Like that's, that is the normal, we're back to normal NBA calendar. Uh, NBA finals would start the first week of June and the very last uh, sort of like drop dead date of game seven is uh, June 19th. This is all according to Shams Tarania of The Athletic. Heavy Shams, Shams episode here. A lot of reporting. Thanks to Shams. Keep up the good work um and NBA draft, you know, next year's NBA draft back right on schedule June 23rd. So then we're back to getting summer league, you know, that 2022 summer league back first week of July in uh, in Vegas. So the NBA is 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 back on schedule like they're just getting back to normal uh this I think the NBA had a lot of wanted to do this. They, this is like, this was their preferred way to do it. Um, they, this is the schedule they prefer talking to guys like Dame was very clear. This is the schedule he prefers. Uh, I think that is sentiment is echoed throughout the league. I think players prefer, uh, prefer the rhythm. They prefer the summer off all those things. Uh, so, it's not surprising that the NBA went back here. And I think it's better that the season won't be super condensed this year. So maybe we cut down on some injuries and get people normal amounts of rest and stop playing five and seven days. uh, Like they did a couple times, second half of the season, the Blazers had uh, these just really, really brutal weeks. Uh, I thought the I thought in general, the quality of basketball um, and particularly in terms of defense went way down this year. Uh, It was like, I I still enjoyed it or whatever, but I think uh, with the injuries and kind of just like a, a bunch of crazy blowouts, like more, you know, 40-point losses this season than I think there had been in the previous five seasons combined. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm I want to get away from the super condensed schedule. I want guys to stay healthy. The NBA is better when its best players are in it like that's I don't is that a controversial opinion like more good players let's see it Uh, I'd rather have seen the Denver Nuggets with Jamal Murray Uh, I'd rather see uh, I'd rather see James Harden suiting up for the Brooklyn Nets right now I'd I'd rather see a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis go ahead and lose in the playoffs like that's more exciting than having them go out and and think of what could have been and people want to put asterisks on a really fun Suns team winning in the playoffs like let's let's see them I want I want folks to be healthy Uh, all the teams that made it deep into the bubble but pretty much every one of them except for The Denver Nuggets had had brutal injury luck and and had their season end early. And if you watch the Nuggets right now, Nikola Jokic looks gassed because he's been just running on e for nonstop for two years. Uh, So I I I'm not surprised by the NBA's decision, but I and I'm happy that we're not going to have the super condensed 72 game season. We're going to have you know relatively just the normal grueling NBA season of 82 games over (laughs) over the course of seven months. But uh, I think this is. I think this is unsurprising, but it is a bummer for teams, for the best teams in the league, right? The teams that go to the NBA Finals, the teams that are that are going to be, you know, the high-level contenders are not going to get the rest that I think their bodies just physically need. I think there's enough science out there, enough data out there to suggest that like, guys just need more time off to get right. And maybe it means that, um, you know, those teams slowly ramp up in the regular season and you get shitty regular season games. Like you just get the first couple weeks where the Brooklyn Nets or whatever it is. I'm kind of being presumptive about the Nets' chances here. Maybe that's unfair, but you're, it's like, uh, you know, high-level basketball teams, the sons of the Jazz, whoever makes it out the West, potentially the Clippers, like, you know, they're going to have they're going to be gassed when the regular season starts back up, and, and I think that's ba- bad for the NBA product. But uh, this is what they wanted to do, and that's the direction they head, a condensed schedule. Speaking of schedules... We're back to relatively normal programming here at uh, Locked On Blazers. We're gonna record Mailbag Monday, uh, Monday evening, and post it on Tuesdays. Uh, I have I have a cajillion questions left over from last week, so uh, it's it'll be it'll be hard to squeak into the mailbag this week. Let me just be totally clear with you because I have a lot uh, left from from people who were excited and asked a bunch of questions last week. But if you want to ask me a question, I'll read it, and if it's really good, you'll get in the show. Like I'm, good questions are always winners. I don't um uh quality over quantity for sure sure in the way this works. So shoot me one at Mike G rich on Twitter or locked on blazers at gmail.com is the email address. Like I said, weekly mailbag show record it Monday nights, post it Tuesdays. We're going to keep that rolling all off season long. Uh, we've got, I haven't nailed it down yet, so I'm not going to tease it out loud here, but a, a fun interview coming next week uh, with someone in the Portland markets and, uh, we will begin our look back, look ahead, our, our season review, and then a look forward to what's next for every single player on the roster. That's going to start next week. I tentatively, Wednesday could be Thursday, but just stick with me. Uh, Lockdown Blazers didn't go anywhere. We come at you five days a week. Um, it's, it, it'll be in your feed, so go look for it and tell your friends to do the same. Tell them to search Lockdown Blazers wherever they already get podcasts. We'll be there waiting for you. Uh, A couple of you have recently written reviews for the show. I really, really, really appreciate it. Like from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much. Um, It helps people find the show. And when they do find the show, it helps people know that you like the show. So if that's you, if you like the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I truly, truly and sincerely appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.